You are listening to episode number 19 of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. Hey, today I want to talk about mastermind groups. It is one of the most effective ways for you to scale your influence in the lives of others as far as transformation, giving people an experience of taking their lives to whole new levels of success. Now, personally, I'm a guy who loves to do one-on-one coaching As far as I can see into the future, I can't imagine a life where I'm not coaching people one-on-one. However, there is certainly a limit to the number of clients that I am able to meet within any given week. And as a result of that, I have found that one of the things that has worked for me over the years is facilitating paid mastermind groups. Now, I may at some point describe what's the difference between a group coaching program and a mastermind group. Actually, let me just go ahead and just tell you real quickly the briefest explanation between the difference. In a group coaching program, let's just say you're meeting on a weekly basis and you're coaching a group of people During those meetings in a group coaching program, you're primarily doing all of the educating. You're doing all of the Q&A. You're the one providing the value in the group. And how a mastermind group is uniquely different from coaching is that in a mastermind group, you are bringing people in who are peers to one another, and typically if you do mastermind groups the way that I have always done them, and that is basing it around a certain affinity where there are some characteristics or traits that suggest a relationship of where these people have a lot in common, let's just put it that way, those people each have their own area of education, experience, and expertise, and skills, and talents, and abilities, and all this other stuff that they have to bring of value to benefit others within the group. And, of course, you, as the facilitator and the leader of that group, likely have value to add in each of those areas as well. But it doesn't have to be that you are the most advanced person in the group. Whereas in a group coaching program, it's probably very good if you are somebody who is more knowledgeable, has more experience than most anybody else in the group. That Otherwise, why would they be in your group coaching program, right? But in a mastermind group, you could be the most knowledgeable. You could be the most advanced. You could have the most experience, but you're certainly not the only one who has knowledge. You're not the only one who has some experience. And in a mastermind group, everybody has something of value to bring to the table. And people do more of serving one another And you're a part of that, whereas in a group coaching program, you're the one adding most of the value. That'll all become a little bit more evident when I answer some of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to mastermind groups. Have you ever thought about hosting your own paid mastermind group and adding that as a stream of income within your profitable coaching career? If not, I hope that this episode will at least introduce or plant the seed of the possibilities that would exist for you. I will be sharing with you in this episode a podcast episode that I just recorded yesterday. It is the third episode of a brand new podcast that I just launched. If you guys don't know me by now, I have been podcasting since 2005, and I just launched my 41st podcast show. I have over 4,500 podcast episodes. I think I'm approaching just over 4,600 at this point. But anyway, I love creating content. I love sharing my experiences. I love sharing what I know. And I just created a brand new podcast all about mastermind groups, the mastermind principle. It's titled Upgrade Your Peer Group. You can find it over at UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com 
or search for Upgrade Your Peer Group in your favorite podcast directory, there are already three episodes in the feed and many more to come. Now, because episode number three answers the most commonly asked questions that I've received about facilitating mastermind groups, I'm going to go ahead and put that episode right here for you guys to listen to. I'm just going to let you know that I am not going to be bringing every episode of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, but if by listening to this, you feel that, hmm, I'd like to learn more about these mastermind groups. I'd like to learn more about what it would take for me to create an incredibly healthy paid mastermind group where people would be willing to pay me $1,000 a month or two or $3,000 a month or $50,000 a year to facilitate a paid mastermind group. Do you think that's within the realm of possibility? Well, if you will check out this podcast, Upgrade Your Peer Group, you'll see that there are all sorts of possibilities for you, but if you wanna continue to get more beyond this episode, you're gonna wanna go over and subscribe to the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast as well. However, to whet your appetite, I am now going to play for you episode number three of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast right now. You're listening to episode number three of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello and welcome back to, I think this is the third episode of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. In episode number one of this show, I gave you a little bit of an introduction to my story. I told you the about how if it weren't for the mastermind principle in my own life, the fact that I was at a place in business, my first year in business, that I was, things were so financially tight that the idea and the thought that I might apply for food stamps to help put food on the table for my family almost caused me to give up all of my business pursuits and go back to the lifestyle of an employee for the rest of my life. If you haven't heard that episode, go back to episode number one, listen to it. In episode number two, I talk about how I met Pat Flynn and how he and I became close friends, and how we together made the decision to enter into a mastermind group alliance. We formed what is today called the Green Room Mastermind Group, and we have been meeting together now for more than 11 years on a weekly basis. So those have been the first two episodes, but in this episode, I wanna talk about the most basic insights you may need to know about either being involved in a mastermind group or even facilitating your own. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the most common questions that I get asked, and I'm just gonna share with you off the top of my head what my answers to those questions are. The first question is, what is a mastermind group? to understand what a mastermind group is, you need to understand first what the mastermind principle is. And the mastermind principle, as defined by Napoleon Hill, who made the mastermind principle popular, he did not invent the mastermind principle. The mastermind principle has been used as long as humans have walked this earth. But he popularized the concept of the mastermind principle in his book called Think and Grow Rich. And here is what the mastermind principle is as he defined it. The mastermind principle is where two or more people come together in a spirit of perfect harmony, where each person is focused towards the success of a definite desired outcome. Now, that's slightly paraphrased from his language, but it is essentially how he defined it and what I have come to understand the essential elements of the mastermind principle. First and foremost, it is 
two or more. And a lot of people get hung up, especially when they think about a mastermind group. Well, I can't launch a mastermind group because so far I only have one person who wants to join and my idea is that the group would be five or 10 people or whatever the case may be. And I am always telling them, just go ahead and start with the one person. Well, I can't do that. It's just, how's that any different from one-on-one coaching? That's a whole different topic for another time, but the mastermind principle is actively engaged whenever two or more people come together. So that's the first element. The second element is those two or more individuals who have come together, they must operate in a spirit of perfect harmony. Now, that's not saying that they have to agree with one another. That's not meaning that everybody's saying yes to everything else everybody is saying. That's not it at all. It's just there's a spirit of harmony towards the desired outcome, that we're working together in spite of our differences of opinion, our differences of experience, our differences of beliefs, but all together, in spite of anything that we may not have in common, we are going to bring all of our uniqueness in a spirit of harmony, and it leads to the third element that's required for the mastermind principle, where all of the effort and attention of these individuals working in perfect harmony is focused towards the success of a definite desired outcome, some goal, some direction that we're going into. So that's the mastermind principle. And I've talked about, and hopefully you've picked this up in prior episodes of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, that you've probably used the mastermind principle many times in your life. So now that we have that, the next question is, what is a mastermind group? And there are various different ways you could define a mastermind group. And I'm not necessarily saying that the way that I define it here is the way that you should define it, but I'm going to give you my definition. I define a mastermind group as a group of two or more individuals who are committed to working together in a spirit of perfect harmony where each member is committed to the success of a desired outcome. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because, well, essentially, it's the mastermind principle. The only thing is, is that we're going to add a couple of different things into this element. For example, if I gather together with one other person in a conversation and I ask them for some advice and they agree to work with me in that conversation in the spirit of perfect harmony, all of a sudden we together come up with things that I would have never come up with on my own and I walk away with a direction, more clarity, and some next steps that have helped me get closer towards the progression of the realization of my desired outcome. Now, that's the mastermind principle in action. But just because I had a conversation with somebody once or twice doesn't necessarily mean that I'm officially in a mastermind group. So the only difference, if you go back and listen to what I said the mastermind principle is and what is a mastermind group, it's essentially the same thing, except that it is a group of two or more people. The fact is, is that it is a formalized group that utilizes and is focused on using the mastermind principle. Now, if you also notice this definition, I'm going to read it to you again, and I want you to notice that it leaves a lot of room for interpretation here. So a mastermind group is a group of two or more individuals who are committed to working together in a spirit of perfect harmony where every member is committed to the success of a desired outcome. Now, you'll notice that this definition of a mastermind group leaves open the opportunity for just a one-day group meeting or a one-weekend meeting. Back in the day, I think it was June 2014, I was invited to do the closing keynote of the very first ever podcast movement conference, and I think that was in Dallas, Texas, or Fort Worth, Texas, I can't remember which one. I knew that I was going to be there, and I knew a lot of members of my community were going to be there, and so I hosted, for the very first time, a one-day business mastermind. I said, hey guys, if you're coming to Podcast Movement, 
I am coming as well. I'm doing the closing keynote for the event, but I'm coming a couple days early, and the day before the event starts, I'm hosting a next-level one-day business mastermind. It's $1,000 per person. It's going to start at 8 a.m. in the conference room there at the hotel. I've got a boardroom. It's limited to no more than eight people. If you come, we're going to start at 8 a.m. sharp, and we're going to end at 5 p.m. sharp, and then we're going to go out to dinner that evening. Dinner is on me. So if you're interested, head over to this URL, sign up today. That is a one-day mastermind group. Now, it meets the definition of a group because it is a group of people who have decided to come together. It is two or more individuals. I made sure that as they're applying for one of the limited opening seats of that event, that they are committed to working together in a spirit of harmony, that this isn't just about them, about how they're going to get value and get answers to some of their obstacles that they're facing or solutions to some of their problems that they see in their business and taking it to the next level. They will get all of that. However, I need to know what value do you bring to the table? Tell me a little bit about your education, your experience, your areas of expertise, your skills, talents, and abilities. What resources have you acquired? Tell me about some of the relationships. Tell me some of the areas where you have influence in the world. Let me know a little bit about that because I want to make sure that you're committed to bringing all of that to the success of the other people in this group. So you can have a mastermind group that only meets one time ever. And in fact, I've done these one-day business masterminds many times connected to various different conferences. So hopefully, right here already in this episode of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, if you are a speaker at a conference or just an attendee at a conference, it does you don't have to be a speaker at one, but if you're already going to a conference where other people in your community, in your industry are hanging out, and you have a network of relationships within that community, and you want to open the opportunity, go find a conference room that's in the same vicinity as that conference. Reserve a space, and then go and invite other people into your community to join you in that space. As long as you understand that a mastermind group is nothing more than a group of two or more individuals who are committed to working together in a spirit of perfect harmony where every member is committed to the success of a desired outcome. That's it. Go start a mastermind group knowing that that's all that it is. It can be a one-day mastermind group and there's lots of other formats and frequencies. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, When I think of mastermind groups, the ones that I personally facilitate, and I've facilitated a lot of mastermind groups over the years and continue to do so today, and I'll talk more about the Next Level Mastermind here at the end of the episode, but the way that I facilitate mastermind groups, this is how I define them. A mastermind group is a group of two or more individuals who are committed to working together in a spirit of perfect harmony. So far, nothing's changed. Here's a new key element who meet consistently, all right, so that's a new element. Here's another new element, where every member is committed to the success of every other member of the group. Now, again, this is a new definition that I'm offering you. There is no one true definition of a mastermind group. There are multiple different ways that you can define a mastermind group as long as it makes use of the mastermind principle, that's what makes it a mastermind group, not whether or not you have different elements in your definition in hosting a mastermind group the way that you want it to be hosted. So the new elements here for what I host is groups that meet consistently, in my case, usually weekly. There are sometimes I've hosted things that are less frequent than that. As I've just mentioned, sometimes once, but that's outside of the norm for me. But meeting consistently and where every member is committed to the success of every other member of the group. And that's the desired outcome. What is the desired outcome in the groups where every member is committed to the success of every other member of the group? It is that every person gets the support they need to break free from any limiting belief, emotional pattern 
behavior or actions or anything else that's holding them back from living their best life personally and or professionally. Every person in the group is committed to helping every other person succeed in living their best life. So that gives you some definitions to work with as far as what is a mastermind group. One of the things that I want to share with you when I think about the benefits of a mastermind group, especially as I have recently defined it, where people are coming together consistently, where it's not just focused on one person. By the way, before I move on, the idea of a mastermind group focused on one purpose, where it's not necessarily focused on every single member of the group. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill mentions that Andrew Carnegie, I think he was the steel magnate, anyway, he started his steel company knowing very little about the steel industry at all. But what he did was ran his company, his board, is all of the leaders of the different sections of his business. He basically brought them together and facilitated a mastermind where those two or more individuals all worked together for the desired outcome of the profitability and growth and the success of this steel company. So that was their specific target where everybody is like, listen, you know, as long as you come in here, it's all about this desired success for this business. Whereas what the uniqueness that I've just brought to the table, and I'm not alone in this, but the way that I facilitate mastermind groups is this isn't where I'm building a facilitation of a mastermind group to help me accomplish my success in a desired outcome, but where everybody in the group has their own desired outcomes, their own areas where they want to level up in life and business and therefore, every member is committed to the success of every other member of the group. Now, for the mastermind groups to be beneficial and effective and healthy, there are a couple of elements that go into it that I want to share with you. First and foremost, it's absolutely essential that every person has their own education that they bring to the table. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to have a college degree. It doesn't even mean that they have to have a high school degree, but they have some level of education, and these are people who are continually educating themselves. These are people who are always out there learning new things by reading books, watching documentaries, taking courses, going to conferences, listening to podcasts. These are educated people consistently growing in their education. And so it's essential that these people bring that education to the group to bear value to other people who may not have some of that education that they currently have. Every single person who is out there listening to my voice, and me included, we are all limited to our own perception of the world based upon our own education that we've been exposed to. So there are blind spots in all of our education. Unless you happen to be the rare occasion that you know everything that there has ever been to know, then you have blind spots. And the great news is that we all have different blind spots. But when we come together as a mastermind group, We actually share our education and everybody benefits and there are less and less blind spots. The next resource that people bring to the group is their experience. Everybody should have experiences. And I am talking, you know, not just successes. We, you know, these things that we call successes, like, oh man, this person successfully did this and this and this and this. I don't know that I could see how they would ever want to be in my group because they are just so successful. And some of the other people in my group, you know, they don't have all of those big, huge bullet point items that are, that seem so glorious to so many people. Well, I got to tell you, experience doesn't just come from successes. In fact, most of our education 
comes from what we've learned when we failed at something, when we have tempted to do something and it didn't work out. So I'm looking for people, not necessarily who have more successes than failures or more failures than they have successes. What I'm consistently looking for is people who have experiences. Tell me, what are things that you have set out to do in the past? Tell me about dreams that you had and actions that you took towards those dreams. Whether you had successes or failures does not matter to me. I just want to know that you have experiences, that you have tried things, that you're consistently trying things, that you have a track record of trying things. Because every time you experience something new, whether you succeed or fail, you're always going to learn. You typically are going to learn more from your failures than your successes. That's why I don't shy away with people with lots of failures. But it is important, though, that if you're going to be invited to a mastermind group in the one where you're going to add to the value of every other person in the group, you need to have some experiences. You, you got to be able to go out there and, and risk some things. The next resource that I look for when people come to a mastermind group experience where the idea is every member is adding value to every other member in the group, and that is areas of expertise. Not necessarily that you have one. You know, there's this whole idea out there, the jack of all trades is the master of none. I'm sure you've heard that before. Well, actually, if you go back and look at the original quote where people pull that from, it's something more akin to the jack of all trades is the master of none, but almost always better than the master of one. It's good for you to have multiple areas of expertise, multiple different marketable skills or valuable skills. Maybe marketable might limit it too much to the business realm, but the whole idea is, do you have some areas of expertise? Are there some things that you have, quote unquote, gotten really good at? There's a lot of people out there that struggle with this. I just don't know that I have any real area of expertise to bring to the table. And I said, well, tell me some of the things that you're passionate about. What are, do you have any hobbies? And you'd be surprised how many areas of expertise are inside of those hobbies and those passions that sometimes we just take for granted. Something that we've been doing since we were a kid because we love to do it and it comes easy to us. You'd be shocked how many times I've had conversations with people who could make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year teaching people something that just they think, well, doesn't everybody know this? Areas of expertise. Skills, talents, and abilities. We all have unique skills, talents, and abilities. And I'm not talking about that stuff that you're born with. I'm talking about those things that you acquire and you, you've developed some skills. You've got some special talents. You've got some abilities out there that are unique to you. The question is, is what are those skills and talents and abilities? And are you willing to bring those to the table here and allow other people to tap into your skills, talents, and abilities? What about resources that you have? Every one of us has resources. Now, I'm thinking in my mind as I'm recording this episode, I'm thinking about the next level mastermind. And I have two mastermind groups that are very much focused on people who are business owners, full-time self-employed. The resources that I think of when I, I think about how I've benefited from the resources of others. My friend Leslie Samuel in the Green Room Mastermind many years ago said, Cliff, I love that you're doing this online course. Have you ever thought about hosting it using this plugin for WordPress? And I said, man, that WordPress plugin is ugly. He goes, well, look at mine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you get it to look like that? He goes, I hired a virtual assistant. She works for me 40 hours a week. Currently, I only got about 15 hours a week worth of work to do for her, but I pay her for 40 hours because, well, it's it's affordable and I can do that. If you'd like, I'd be willing to lend her to you for 20 hours a week for the next three weeks. She could set that up for you. Now, that's a shared resource. Now, again, I don't want you to think that, gosh, if I sign up for a mastermind group, everybody's going to expect me to share all of my resources. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that is the generosity that can often show up when people are working together in a spirit of perfect harmony and you've got some margin and you've got some abundance in some of your resources. You freely let people use some of those things. Maybe you have a software tool, such as a transcription service that you pay a monthly or an annual fee for, and somebody else in the group says, oh man, I'd really like to get that transcribed. 
or somebody in the group says, hey, what do you think about this? And somebody says to that person, oh, you know what? You could actually have all of those episodes, those five episodes that you did, you should actually transcribe those into words and then use that as the basis for an ebook or to maybe even a full-blown book that you might self-publish or get published by somebody else. And that's like, hmm, I'll think about that. I don't have any transcription services right now. Should I sign up and pay for one? And somebody will say, well, I'll tell you what. I've got a transcription service. Send me the files. I'll upload them to my service, and I'll send you the text and PDF documents of the transcripts. Sweet. Shared resources. All right relationships. Each and every person out there has amazing relationships, different levels of relationships with different people. And you'd be shocked to learn how few degrees of separation there are between you and practically anybody else on this planet that you would like to potentially be in a relationship with or have the opportunity to connect with at a deep level whether it be an interview for your podcast or maybe uh, a speaker for the event that you're getting ready to host or whatever the case may be. You might be shocked how many people in your group just so happens to know somebody who uh, maybe is directly that person or maybe somebody in the group might be the wife of (laughs) that person or you'd be shocked at how many times I've seen networks and relationships come into play as adding value into helping somebody in a mastermind group get to that next level of what they want. And then the last uh, resource that people bring to the group uh, in a setting like this that I'm going to mention, there are many other things, but I want to move on to some other topics here, is influence. Now, I specifically look for people who, in the Next Level Mastermind, come with some level of influence. These are people out there who have influence in an industry, in a niche, or who have influence with an audience or a community online, whether it be, well, I I think that sums it up. You can draw your own conclusions of what I mean by influence. But I can tell you right now, oftentimes, sometimes what's holding you back from achieving that next level of success in doing something that you want to do is getting the word out to the people that most need to hear it. And if you are able to help that person share their message further, you'd be shocked at how beneficial that is. And experiences that I've had in this is oftentimes if somebody has a podcast, they say, Cliff, would you like to come on my podcast and talk about that? And so I've been on podcast episodes with Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas, Ray Edwards, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Leslie Samuel, Mark Mason, all of the guys, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, you'd be shocked at the the number of, well, the, maybe the thousands of hours that they've invested in building an area of influence in the world, whether it be in the, the tens, the hundreds, the thousands, the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands, or in some cases, the millions. You, you never know what level of influence could be opened up to you as the result of somebody else who's in a mastermind group with you. Some people are not as loud about the influence they have in this world as other people, so you'd sometimes be shocked. All right, I've talked a lot about, so far, what is the mastermind principle, what is a mastermind group, then there is the the even further expansion of a mastermind group that meets together consistently, maybe on a weekly basis, a mastermind group where every member of the group is committed to the success of every other member of the group, and with the idea of that kind of group where every other member of the group is willing to bring their education, their experience, their areas of expertise, their skills, talents, abilities, resources, network of relationships, and influence, all of that they bring to the table So that when you are in the hot seat, perhaps, or you've got something going on, you need some help, every other person in the group is there bringing all of those things and laying it at your feet and say, man, here's how I believe I can help you. This is why Napoleon Hill said in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he said this, you can accomplish more in a single year in a mastermind group than you could ever hope to accomplish in a lifetime on your own if you were to rely on your own education experience, areas of expertise, skills, talents, abilities, resources, relationships, and influence. 
You can accomplish more in a year than you could in a lifetime on your own without the Mastermind Alliance. That is why I love Mastermind Groups. A couple more frequently asked questions. Should I find a group to join or just start my own? My answer to that frequently asked question is both. First, I think it's good for you to go join a mastermind group. Before you go starting your own, you might want to go and see how other people are hosting groups and facilitating groups. Now, I've heard a number of people say to me, Cliff, it's like, I've got a bad taste in my mouth about these mastermind groups. I've I've tried one or two and... Goodness, it, it's been terrible every single time. I just don't understand why people you know, get so much value out of these things. It's like, whoa, just because you tried something once or twice, you gotta realize that these groups that you've joined, they're hosted by individuals and every individual has their own way of understanding the mastermind principle and they have their own way of facilitating, they have their own personality and so every group dynamic is going to be unique to the person who facilitates and or leads that group. You can't judge all mastermind groups by just one or two experiences. I would encourage you to get out there, become a member of a mastermind group. See how they facilitate their groups. Take notes about what you like about the group. Take notes on what you would do differently if it were your own group. Keep learning from those experiences. I would encourage you to always be a member of a mastermind group that you're not facilitating. Once you've gotten some examples and got a good feel about what it means to be a mastermind group and you got some ideas of things that you found that you'd like and you're ready to facilitate and start your own mastermind group, then by all means, go and start your own mastermind group. I would recommend that before you start your own mastermind group that you officially join another one just to get a feel for how they're run. Now, I'm not saying you have to, to wait a long period of time. You join a group. If it Let's just say it meets once a week, just for example, just because my groups meet weekly. And after about four to six weeks, you got a good feel about how this goes. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I could do this. Then you're off to the races. Go. Where do you find groups is the next question that people ask. I would encourage you just start asking around. Hey, does anybody know of a mastermind group that is currently open to new members where the focus is fill in the blank? Start asking around. If you can't find anything, start Googling. See what you can find. I promise you there are mastermind groups out there. Worst case scenario, start your own without any experience. It's perfectly fine. There's nothing that says you can't do it. Another question that is often asked is, how many people should be in a mastermind group? Well, the definition of a mastermind group is two or more people. So there you go, it's two or more. Now, for me, I'm going to tell you my preference. My preference is not the rule. There are exceptions to everything out there. This is create your own stuff, find out things, test things, stretch the limits of what you think is possible. But in my mind, I think a solid mastermind group is a small group of two or more people where typically it maxes out around 12. I have had in the Next Level Mastermind AM group that I host and facilitate, which I've been doing since November 2017, there was one point where I had 14 members within the group, or actually it might have been 13. I think I had 13 members in the group. But the only reason I allowed myself to go above 12 is because I knew somebody was getting ready to come up at the end of their one-year commitment, and I knew that there would only be about three weeks where there were going to be 13 people in the group. But I tend to limit my next level mastermind groups to 12, at least if it's a pure mastermind group. I'm going to write down in my notes here so I can come in and talk to you about pure mastermind group question mark. So I put that in my notes here so that I can make sure I can explain that in more detail. But in a pure mastermind group where everything is focused, where every person is committed to the success of every other person in the group, where there are typical hot seats every week, and where you want to give everybody the opportunity to kind of speak up during, let's just say, a 90-minute meeting. 12 members allows you, if two or three members are out that week because of travel schedule or various other last-minute things that might have come up, 
You still have a nice sized group that's there for the meeting and all that other stuff. 12 is a good number. Now, I can tell you that there's some magic that happens between six and eight members that I've experienced in various different mastermind groups that I've been a part of. But I will say this, never fail to launch your group because you only have one person who's committed to being a part of it. So if you want to facilitate a mastermind group and one person says, I want to be in a mastermind group with you that you're facilitating on a weekly basis, for example, as soon as that person says yes, then the way that I've always done the date and time of the group is I have in my idea, these are the days and hours I'm willing to host and facilitate a mastermind group throughout my work week. Then I go to that first person who's committed to joining or if there's two people who decided at the same time, I would coordinate with the two. But I'd say, hey, guys, here are the times that are available to me. Which of these times would work for you? And then as soon as we have an agreement that would work between me and that first person or me and these first two or three people, as soon as I have that, that officially becomes the day and the time of the meeting on a weekly basis. Again, assuming that it's a weekly schedule that you have, not that you have to have a weekly schedule. Once you have that, then any additional person who's invited to join the group or who applies to join for the group, if you allow applications to the group, those people will then be asked, do you want to join this group? It meets at this time. Now, there was a time when I had a group that met on Wednesday evenings. It was It's my PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. Again, it started in November 2017. When I started that group, we met on Wednesday evenings, and we had about four people in the group, and I had three people apply to join the Next Level Mastermind PM group. These were all people willing to pay $1,000 a month to be in this group. Each one of those three people who had just signed up within a 30-day period of time said, man, if it was any other night of the week, I could do it, but I can't commit to Wednesday nights because I have, and it was typically some church commitments. So... I went to the group after losing out on $3,000 a month and I said, hey guys, I'm going to ask you guys a question. If it is not a unanimous yes, if there's even one person who is not able to make this change, we will stay on Wednesday nights no matter what. But I want to let you know that I've had three people who would be excellent individuals. Here's a little bit about who they are. Here's the education they have. Here's the experience they have. Here are the areas of expertise they have. Here are the skills, talents, and abilities they have. Here are the resources they have. Here's the network and relationships that they bring to the table. All of this stuff. And yet, none of them were able to join because we meet on Wednesday nights and they have church commitments on Wednesday nights. So, I asked all three of them, if this group met on Thursday nights at the same time, would they be able to join? And all three of them said, yes, they'd be able to join. Now, my question is, the four of you, are you able to meet on Thursday nights instead of Wednesday nights? And if one of them would have said no, we'd still be meeting on Wednesday nights today. Well, all four members of my group said yes, and so we moved from Wednesday nights to Thursday nights, and that group went from four members to seven members the very next week. Now, I say seven members, I'm the eighth person in the group, so technically there were eight people in the group. Now, when I say pure mastermind group, I made this note to myself, what do I mean by that? Well, there are... And maybe pure mastermind group isn't even the best description of what I mean by this because I don't want you to think what I host are pure mastermind groups. And if anything else that you do that doesn't meet what I find as a pure mastermind group is an impure mastermind group. So maybe I need to come up with some better terminology for this. But a mastermind group in the way that I facilitate them has what's called a hot seat format. And that's where each meeting is devoted to one member in the group. My Next Level Mastermind group meetings are 90 minutes every week. We meet 50 weeks out of the year. We typically take Thanksgiving and Christmas off. 
meeting weekly for 90 minutes. And if you can imagine 10 to 20 minutes of us starting the group meeting with what we call wins of the week or things that we're grateful for. Every meeting gets started off in a positive mindset. Doesn't matter what could be going wrong in your life, what is there to be thankful for? Because everybody in my group has a psychographic of they lean towards a positive outlook on life. So we start with a win of the week. Once we go through those, then one person is in the hot seat. That person has approximately 70 minutes devoted to them. That person can use that hot seat in any way they want. If they want a monologue for 70 minutes and just update the group about everything that they've got going on with a little Q&A from the group just popping in here and there asking for some clarifications, that's perfectly fine. That's completely up to them. However, the typical hot seat is in such a way that Somebody will get into the group. They'll typically take about 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes describing what's been going on since the last time they were in the hot seat. Also, what they're currently working towards, what their current focus is, what their desired outcome is with this focus. And usually they'll share, here are some of the places where I'm stuck, or here's an obstacle that I'm trying to overcome, or here's a resource that I'm lacking, or here's some areas where I'm looking to brainstorm new ideas for content topics or whatever the case may be. So they spend the first 5, 10, 15 minutes describing where they've been, what's going on, what their intended future is, what their intended outcome is, and then they are seeking advice on a topic, and they might come to that hot seat with one, two, or three questions listed in priority, knowing that if they only get to the first of the three, if they have three, that that one question is the most important one. And then, of course, everybody else in the group is then there bringing all of their education, expertise, all of the experience and skills, talents, abilities, all that other stuff. They bring all of that to the table to help that person. And it is mind-blowing what happens during these hot seats. So when I talked about having 12 people being about the max, well, if you do it the way that I'm hosting the mastermind groups, that puts somebody in the hot seat every 12 weeks. And you might be thinking, well, how would somebody pay, let's say, $1,000 or more a month to be in a mastermind group where they're in the hot seat every 12 weeks? Well, it's because, especially if we do what's called an affinity group, where every person in the group, there's some similarity of characteristics suggesting some sort of relationship. So for example, in the Next Level Mastermind groups that I host, everybody that's in the Next Level Mastermind is on the self-employed business journey. These are people who are either already full-time self-employed or who have an absolute commitment to being full-time self-employed within the next 12 to 18 months. So these are people who have definitely committed to the mindset of a business owner. Now, if you can imagine, if you're in the hot seat every 12 weeks, well, what happens in the 11 weeks between those? Well, if you're like anybody in my mastermind group, you find that you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, I almost always get more value out of everyone else's hot seat than I do my own. But that's not to negate the value that I get on my own. It's just that I'm, gosh, it just seems that I'm always limited by my own perspective of what is possible. My own perception of what is possible, I'm thinking, man, I'm dreaming big dreams. And so I come to my hot seat and I'm asking for advice about this big, huge, lofty goal. But then next week, somebody comes in and I was like, oh my gosh, I never even would have thought to dream that. And that makes, oh my gosh, I could do that. Oh my gosh, if I did that, I could save so much time. I could exponentially increase my income. Oh my gosh. So why would somebody be in a mastermind group where there's 11 weeks between their hot seats? It's because they often find that the hot seats of other people are oftentimes even exponentially more valuable than their own hot seats. Another common question that I get is, who should I invite into a mastermind group? And so I've been talking about this 
quite a bit already, so I just want to emphasize, I would encourage you to make sure that you are aware of the education, the experience, the areas of expertise, skills, talents, abilities, resources, network of relationships, and influence for each of the members of your group. Now, you can decide for yourself whether or not those are values for you to have as members in your group, but those are things that I certainly am always on the lookout for. I want to know what is the education experience, areas of expertise expertise, skills, talents, abilities, resources, network of relationships, and influence of each person who I might be inviting into this group or who has applied to be a part of this group if you allow applications. The second thing that I would encourage you to consider is whether or not there is an affinity for your group. I think that mastermind groups are most effective when there is an affinity, a similarity of characteristics that suggests a relationship. The next level mastermind, for example, is a group of people who are on the self-employed business journey. I just talked about that. That's the affinity. We all have this mindset of the business owner or we're looking to fully ingrain and develop that and sometimes break free from that mindset of an employee if we ever had one. So is there an affinity within your group? I had a friend of mine, his name is Chris Pavone. He's a former WWE professional wrestler. And when he created his very first mastermind group, he created what was called the Fitness Focus Mastermind Group. And it was all about people who wanted to take their physical fitness to whole new levels of success. What is it that you have in common? What are your common goals? What are the common things you're going after? I'm not saying that a mastermind group has to have an affinity, But I have found the most success in my experience is when there is this affinity, the similarity of characteristics, suggesting a relationship, suggesting that we all have kind of common goals that we share in common. And that's where those mastermind hot seats, doing the format the way that I do it, that's where even if there were 11 other people in the group, you're going to have 11 weeks between your hot seats where you're absolutely mind blown excited about what you just learned as a result of somebody else's questions in their hot seat. The other thing that I want you to think about when inviting people into a mastermind group is this idea of what is somebody's level or stage of experience in life, or at least in this area of life. It can be a challenge to have somebody who is at a newbie level in a same group with somebody who has 30 years of experience doing whatever this affinity group is. I have to be cautious when facilitating a group that I don't bring too many people at that early stage because if all of a sudden you got about four or five hot seats out of the 12 hot seats with a group of 12 people in it, where it's a lot of beginner questions and stuff like that, is all of a sudden these questions aren't, necessarily adding a lot of insight and value to the other people of the group. They may have some amazing education and experience and skills and talents and abilities and all this other stuff, but I need to also be mindful of what is the focus of this person's hot seat typically going to be. And I can usually figure that out using something called the Prosperous Coach Method, which I'll probably talk about a little bit more. Or you can just go check out a podcast I have called Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. Look it up in your favorite podcast directory. Again, it's called Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. And you can find it over at notesoncoaching.com. But anyway, I use the Prosperous Coach Method. And so I happen to know after working with somebody through two 90-minute coaching experiences What kind of questions, what kind of situations does this person need help with? And that's generally going to give me a really good feel of what their hot seats are going to be like. And so when I have that, I can make a good judgment on whether or not this person would be a good fit based upon where are they in their level of or stage of experience in the affinity of this group. So just keep that in mind. I wanted to share with you there couple other things I'm going to run through quickly. How often should a mastermind group meet? It can be anything that you want. I've had mastermind groups that have only ever met one time. One day business masterminds. I talked to you about those. I've hosted several of those at many conferences that I've gone to. I've been a part of mastermind groups that meet once a year. It is a group of people that meet together every year once a year. 
I've been a part of a group that meets physically twice a year. I've been a part of a group that meets once a quarter in person. I've been a part of groups that meet once a month, twice a month. But in my opinion, in my experience, I've found that weekly groups have absolutely hands down been the most effective in getting results for every member in the types of groups that I've hosted. And so all of my groups that I typically host, I will host weekly mastermind group meetings. Should you meet in person or virtual? Either or both. That's my answer to that question, either or both. My facilitation of mastermind groups, I've done both. I have done either only in person or only virtual And my next level mastermind groups are typically virtual. We meet for 90 minutes every week via a Zoom call. And occasionally there are opportunities for us to meet in person. So they're opportunities, not obligations. Should you do free versus paid? I might do an entire episode on that in the future. Uh, There are benefits and drawbacks to both. But that one would require a lot more commentary, so I'll come back to you on that one. I do want to leave you with one final thought about this, who should you invite to the group. I would highly encourage you to have standards. Don't invite anyone into your group that doesn't live up to the standards of who you want to do life with on a weekly basis, if you're hosting a weekly group. So here are the psychographic standards for anybody that I work with. This is what I'm looking for. People who have a desire, the capacity, and a willingness to serve others at the highest level, and also who have a strong commitment and demonstrated a strong commitment to being of service to others. So first and foremost, the first thing I'm always looking out for anybody that I bring into the Next Level Mastermind, do they have a servant's heart? Is service to others a high value for them? The next one, high-level thinker that gravitates towards a positive outlook on life. I'm also looking for people who are leaders. These are people who go out and do things, who take actions. I'm also looking for high achievers. I'm looking for people who do things that most people would think is impossible. Most of the members that I bring into my mastermind groups, they take for granted how special what they're doing. Sometimes they play down some of their strengths. It's like, yeah, doesn't everybody know how to do this? It's like, and I'm like, no, not everybody has done X, Y, Z and mind-blowing thing that nobody can actually still wrap their mind around how you ever thought to have the courage to go and do that thing. Uh, I love it. Lifelong learners. I am always looking for people who are devoted to unceasing personal and professional growth. I'm looking for people who are absolutely looking to take every area of their life to the next level. I'm not looking for people who are perfect. I'm looking for people who are always progressing. I do enjoy working with people with marketable skills in abundance. I also work with people who are extremely coachable. You know, I'm always looking for somebody who is willing to receive feedback without defending their limitations and giving excuses of why what you just suggested I should try out will never work for me. I like to work with people who are coachable. Typically, I I lean towards people who are self-motivated and self-starters. One other final psychographic that I love when I meet these people, people who struggle to find others who are performing in life at their level. This means that they often resonate with that phrase, it's lonely at the top. Nobody really understands what it's like to be in a position where I wonder what's gonna happen as a result of the sales forecast that's just come across my desk. Am I gonna be able to pay payroll next week? You know, it's, it's like, Not many business owners actually have other people in their life that are business owners where they can actually have an open dialogue about their fear about whether or not they're going to be able to pay payroll and get some insightful advice of how to overcome this situation. Do they have a group of people that can say, have you tried doing this, this, and this? And then all of a sudden, over the next seven days, they do something that helped them make that payroll. And not only did it help them make that payroll, but it's something that they're going to consistently do now moving forward as a result of that hot seat. And as a result of that, their recurring revenue goes up and up and up because they've now 
continue to do this thing that was eventually started just to get them out of a pinch. Uh, Anyway, I love people who rarely have people around them that they can bounce ideas off of who understand the type of issues that are faced when when doing life at their level. And so I love helping people who are business owners, self-employed individuals, upgrade their peer groups to other people who are doing life at the highest level. So that's the psychographics. Now, those are my standards of who I will invite into my paid mastermind group experiences. I encourage you to develop your own list of standards. Decide for yourself what is your own affinity for the group that you want to facilitate or go and join. It is my sincere hope that this episode of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast has given you a tremendous amount of information for you to go and take action on. If you're not in a mastermind group now and have never been in one, within the next 30 days, get yourself into a mastermind group. I don't care if it's free, if it's paid, just get into a mastermind group. If you've never facilitated a mastermind group, whether it's free or paid, within the next 90 days, I recommend that you start your own facilitated mastermind group. Now's the time for you to take the rule of leadership and be a leader, be a facilitator. This podcast will continue to give you insights and information on how to take your facilitation of mastermind groups to whole new levels of success. And of course, finally, at the end here, I do want to say this. If you are on the journey of full-time self-employment, if you are already full-time self-employed and a business owner, I want to encourage you to apply for the Next Level Mastermind over at nextlevelmastermind.info. By the way, I am launching a new mastermind group with the affinity of people who want to build profitable coaching businesses. If you're not making at least $10,000 a month minimum every month consistently in your coaching business, then I'm going to have a mastermind group specifically for that that will meet on a weekly basis. And it's actually going to be a little bit of a hybrid. There will be mastermind group elements, but there will also be a good deal of group coaching involved as well. And if you'd like to learn more about it, just go ahead and apply over at nextlevelmastermind.info. And if I find out that you're a coach and you're not making $10,000 a month or more consistently, then I might make this as an opportunity for you to join. All right, so thank you so much for tuning in to the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. If you wanna see a list of all my other shows, just check out my podcasts at cliffravenscraft.com. And of course, for those of you who might be applying for the Next Level Mastermind, I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Well, there you go. That was the third episode of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget, go over right now subscribe to the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. Just look for it right there in your favorite podcast directory or head over to UpgradeYourPeerGroup.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take all of your coaching efforts to the next level. Mindset and